Hey guys, thanks for listening to the LA Car Dude podcast. You could follow us on Twitter at LA Car Dude, two Ds, and on Instagram at LA Car Dude. Also, look out for Discord links and giveaways on my Twitter. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of LA Car Dude's podcast. I'm LA Car Dude and uh, Landman. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Adam Land. Uh, was a longtime attorney. I've been working in baseball for the last three years. Uh, last year with the Toronto Blue Jays. And now we are talking baseball. What are we going to talk about today? First off, we're going to start with a Gavin Lux injury. That thing was gnarly, and it looks like he's off for the entire year. And it sucks. I just watched a video of him. He was crying. He felt real bad. And it's a huge loss for, you know, I'm a Dodger fan, obviously, and huge loss for us. Now it's a big question mark. It's like we got rid of Trey Turner. We got rid of Corey Seager. And now who's going to play shortstop? Well, y'all picked up Miguel Rojas over the offseason. I imagine it was more for a utility role, but I think he's probably going to be your starting shortstop and uh, bat in the nine hole. Yeah, yeah. There's some other guys that can play there too. Maybe Chris uh, Chris Taylor. I know he plays around. Um, Chris, Chris Taylor is a good option. I don't know if he's gonna you're going to want him there defensively all year, but he can certainly rotate in and get some time there. Yeah, I think Muncie and Taylor like play second as well. And then... It frees up a little bit of that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Another guy, Miguel Rojas. But, I mean, uh, Vargas. Vargas. He's never played shortstop, but he could he could uh, play some infield. Yeah, he's a third baseman coming up in the minor leagues. Uh, I'd argue their top prospect. I know some people may have him in the top three or four. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a different Dodgers lineup this year. You've got no Justin Turner, no Trey Turner. Uh, Pollock's gone, so there there are some bats that they brought in, but not too much. Um, Betts, Freeman, and Will Smith are really going to have to anchor that lineup, but they've got Max Muncy's going to slide over to third base, I think. You've got Chris Taylor can play all over the place, and Miguel Vargas might be your starting second baseman. He uh, didn't really play a lot there over the course of his minor league career, but he's gotten some reps there in 2022, and he was okay defensively at third base, so you know the hope is that he can be passable out there, and he could be. It'll you know it's it's a new position, and it's he's going to be learning it all on the fly at the major league level. But he's got a good bat. Um, if he can if he can just be average defensively, I think that's a big win for y'all. Yeah, they also got Michael Bush, who hit 30 ton, 32 homers last year in the minors. Michael Bush is another good prospect. Uh, he's a little bit on the older side, but he's uh, big power. Great on base, a little bit of high on the strikeout. Um, struggled a little bit last year at AAA, but not bad. It was about average. Uh, the question is defensively. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be good there at second base. I know that's what he played in his career at the minors, but it wasn't a good second base. And J.D. Martinez was signed to be the DH, but maybe Bush could play a little bit in the outfield. You've got Trace Thompson and David Peralta in the starting lineup right now. So the bat might be an upgrade, uh, maybe over Trace Thompson. The defense isn't going to be good anywhere you put him. So I think long-term he's the DH. But, you know, he could get a couple games in at second base. They know what they're doing there. They know how to put their guys in the best position to succeed. So Yeah, yeah. We're just uh, – we're waiting for Shohei next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to some products. So uh, – Sonic so, Tops Sonic Chrome that um released a couple weeks ago and 
I don't know. What are your thoughts on that line, man? So the th- the rumor that I heard was it's basically a lot of recycled Topps Chrome base that they couldn't sell, and they stuck in. And you can maybe speak a little bit better to this. They stuck in some inserts and parallels that are a little bit harder to hit, but are pretty cool. Like I was a little skeptical on the product because of what it was. It sounded like a retread and just kind of like a gimmick. But the inserts and parallels that I've seen are really nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I'm a big fan of that like oil slick like look on them, but it seems like I don't know. Cosmic, Cosmic was a lot more interesting to me. I really like Cosmic. The designs on that were sick, but Sonic, uh, I don't know. They got that buyback still though, right? Yeah, and so that's that to me. That was the selling point for it because it's not an expensive box. I think it's like seventy or eighty bucks for a light box. I, I don't think there's hobby. Um, and yeah, you get for every base Chrome, uh, Aaron Judge or Paul Goldschmidt, you get twenty dollars credit towards uh, buying something off online or. Uh, participating in local hobby shops. So I know I'm collecting a bunch of them, but I haven't opened any Top Sonic yet. Yeah, and then that that scales, right? Depending on the parallel, like if it's a gold yeah. or a pink. It's uh, for any base chrome, it's 20. For any ref- not numbered refractor, you get $40. And then for anything numbered, I think under 199 or above 199 then I think you get $100. Nice. And then anything numbered lower than that, I think it's 200 so they cap it at 200 then. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some that may not be worth it. Like, if you have a super refractor, you might as well keep that. Yeah, but yeah. if you, I have a base refractor and a logo fractor. And I, you know, I love the logo fractors, but you can get $40 each on those. Damn. So, you know, go buy your favorite product. So maybe a little uh, 2020 Bowman draft for me or uh, James Wood hunting. But uh, you got to get, you got to get a bunch of them. So, you know, Bowman ain't cheap. Have you have you joined any breaks in Cosmic? I mean, in uh, Sonic, I haven't. Not in Sonic, but there are a lot of really good guys breaking them with yeah. really good price points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Ben Baller uh, Sonic break yesterday. I almost jumped into it on Twitter. Was it a dual break? Um, yeah, it was like two boxes of Sonic and one of uh, Ben Baller. I think you know the guy on Twitter. Oh, is this Tom? I think so. Shout out to where Tom. Had to, man. Where to start his account over? <laughs> yeah, Elon yeah. got jealous, and so he had to start his account over. <laughs> Shout out funny. to Tom Boat, B-O-T-E. If you're not following him, go check out the new account. Dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, cool, man. All right, uh, let's move on to some teams and some players. Uh, Landman, cover some of the stats and stuff, and I can go into their their big rookie card or their main rookie cards. Yeah. Let's start with uh, start with the Royals, right? Yeah, we're working our way up for them from the farm ranking, starting at the bottom. So, not a lot on the farm. We're going to talk more young players that graduated. Um, and first up, we're going to do the Royals. Uh, we covered was it the uh, we've covered the Braves and the uh, and the Mariners so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. So check out our past podcast with that if you haven't. Um, first up though was today is the Royals, and obviously the guy on the Royals is Bobby Witt. There is, uh, you know. Honestly, I, I he got he was getting some pretty crazy hobby love at this time last year. Now that could have been a product of the market. You know, it was still kind of coming down from that COVID uh, boom, but it's still a strong market. He hit twenty homers, stole thirty bases. 
the the analytics weren't really that great, but he was, I mean, he's young. He yeah. was only in the minors for a couple of years. I mean, he, I don't think a lot of people expected him to break with the club, but he did. And he did well. Um, the on-base percentage was lower than you want. Um, the uh, analytics are a little higher on him than he was, but still he needs to get on base more. It's basically the the deal, but the power and speed combo are very few players have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His cards are big money from the beginning, dude. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's got a – let me see. So his go-to cards, in my opinion, he has a 2020 Bowman Chrome Prospect Auto. The out of 150 is a blue color match. Super sick, dude. Yeah, it's and a nice one, yeah. Yeah, I think – I mean – if I was going for one of his first, you know, and had the money, that's that's the one I would go for. It's a sick, sick card. Uh, what else do you have? Oh, let's go. Let's Bobby Wood Jr.'s SP Silver Pack. So the story with that was Topps Chrome came out, uh, released their product, and quote forgot the two main cards in this in the set. So they didn't they didn't package any J Rods or any of the Bobby Witt SPs. So. I guess they decided to release silver packs to like dealers and breakers with those cards in them and then gave the dealers and breakers a decision of like, hey, do what you want with them, give them away, sell them on eBay. I don't know. But right now, those are going for big money, dude. Like 1000 bucks, 1500 something like that each. Yeah, I don't know the print run on that, but they're pretty rare. When I think SP for Bobby Witt, I think the update ones, but that's because you see them more. So it doesn't mean they're more valuable. In fact, it means they're probably not because the other one is so rare. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Top's grown and that's they they screwed it up. They they had the product ready to be just devoured. And everyone was looking for it and yeah. waiting for it. And now they're doing stuff like Top Sonic because they just have it sitting on the shelves. They're doing the buyback program is a great idea because like it gets somebody like me, you know, I'm in Target, I see a blaster, I'll buy it. And if I hit two, I've already made money. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was the whole transition from the whole uh, tops yeah. purchase, fanatics purchase of tops. So that was like right dead in the center of that. So I'm sure they were shifting stuff around. And I mean, for me, it's kind of hard to believe that they forget the main cards in a set, but I guess it could happen. <laughs> I think I think this was Topps' kind of final swan song before they shifted over to uh um, yeah. Fanatics, because this came out a little bit later last year, and I don't think it the ownership changes until beginning of the year. But um, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not not great. Back to his uh, Bobby Wood Jr.'s rookie cards. He's got uh, he has three SP image variations. Um, one of them he has one SSP. So yeah. in Top Series two, they released the Bobby Wood Jr. and the J Rod SPs. And that was similar to the – that was an introduction to their rookie card, right? That was their first rookie card. Right. That was their first rookie card, but it was a short print, and mm-hmm. they didn't have any regular rookie cards until update. Yeah, right. So that was like the whole bat down situation kind of with uh, yeah. Acuna. Yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, in 2022 Tops update, they released a SP and an SSP. The SP is, I, I think, is way cooler. Um, you guys can look this up online. Just search 2022 Tops Update SP. He's got some nice hair, dude. Yeah, he's rocking. It's the Mohawk. I got that. Some, I think I just uh, subbed it uh, to PSA. Yeah. I love that nice, card. That's a nice one. The SSP image, eh, it's like he's just standing there. you know. But yeah, cool. I think it's uh, a batting practice picture. Like he's in his yeah. uh, batting practice gear and uh, 
just kind of joking around in the cages. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. But um, no, the, I think the iconic one will be the uh, just the SP, actually. Yeah, the SP, the hair? I think, yeah, with the yeah. Mohawk. I think that's going to be, I think that one's going to fall on, you know, for good reason, though. It's it's a cool looking card. Yeah, but uh, card, dude. Go, going back to speaking of SPs, going back to the Mariners, what uh, what do you think J-Rod's uh, iconic SP is going to be? Is, is it going to be the Series 2 where he's yeah. got the... Uh, I think it's a I think it's series two. He's got a bunch though, dude. He has that that Ichiro one where it's him. He's and got Ichiro. this. Yeah, he's got the series two, which is like a vertical card, and he's kind of like that one, finishing yeah. wing. That'll or sorry, it. it's a horizontal card. Um, and then in update, he's got the the Gatorade bath is the SP, and then the super short print is the one with Ichiro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, that series two is sick. I pulled it from a Walmart pack. The series two. Did, oh wow! Yeah, I got. I actually hit both. I had both the SP and SSP. Oh yeah, you're telling me that. In I think last episode, dude. Yeah, for sure. That's. I think it's gonna be the series two SP because everyone was chasing think, that, dude. Everyone was chasing it. It was funny, and everyone was hitting it too. I don't know how rare that thing is, but <laughs> <laughs> so many people posting that thing. It was all over the timeline, yeah. But yeah. I, I never got one. But um, I got the update, and I'll tell you, I hit the Ichiro S, the super short print. And it was behind an orange card, which is kind of hard hard to hit parallels and update. It's a great product, but it's kind of hard to hit them. And and I was, you know, I was slow rolling the orange, and I got up to it, and the card in front of it was the SSP. That's and nice. I'm looking, I'm like, Ichiro, why is Ichiro on this card? And then <laughs> the light bulb went on, and I was like, I didn't even care what was underneath it. Damn. Did you, you sub that, right? Uh, no, not yet. I yeah. subbed the... I think I just subbed the SP for Julio and Wynn. The the super short print. I got to save up some money. That one's going to be a expensive slab. Oh, you're talking about the the. Oh, yeah. You got to pay the premium on that. Yeah, you can you can maybe sneak the other ones in because it's right around that declared value mm -hmm. four ninety nine. But yeah, if yeah. it gets, but the not this not the super short print. Yeah, I know that's a that's a banger, dude. So um, yeah, we got a couple other players to go over. So we should move on on the rules. Yeah. So next guy is uh, their catcher. So Salvador Perez, I guess he's retiring. He's gone. And no. he's not? No, Salvador Perez is still there. He was uh, not last year, the year before. Uh, I, he was in the MVP discussion. I mean, it wasn't yeah. serious, but I think he came second overall in home runs. And he got some MVP votes. So yeah, he's, 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 bombs last year. Yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere. But what they're doing is, they're working in their catcher of the future, MJ Melendez. Um, he got uh, he got a lot of games in the outfield last year, actually, because he's pretty athletic for a catcher. Mm -hmm. So and you want that. Yeah, you, he's got some pop, big power. Mm -hmm. You want that bad in the lineup. It's actually kind of similar to Salvador Perez. Um, low on-base percentage, but big power. So who's the backup then? So MJ? Yeah, so MJ works in a couple times a week, I think, is the plan to give Salvi some rest and he can move to DH. And because, uh, you know, Salvi's not done, but, you know, he's getting up there in age. And for catchers, you know, it's a it's a steep drop off. So they're going to try and preserve him as much as they can and let Melendez kind of his bat's ready. So might as well play him in the outfield and then let him catch a few games and save Salvi's knees and preserve that bat. Yeah, his rookie cards are going for, I mean, a little more than I expected. MJ Melendez, I mean, people like him. He's big. And, yeah, like he hits for some power. His batting average is not really there, right? But 
it's it's a little low. Um, the batting average, the on base percentage, it's 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 power over hit. Um, but he's got good uh, hitting ability. It's just not really there yet. He actually had um, there's a stat, and I'm not. I know you're not big on stats, and it's an analytic stat. It's called WRC plus, and what that is, it's win. It's uh, runs created. So. 100 is average. An average major league will get 100. It's a weighted runs created, sorry. Um, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but it's park adjusted. So it's 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 a very flat rate. So it doesn't matter if you're in a hitter's ballpark, bar, pitcher's ballpark, it catches it all. And 100 is average. And Witt and Melendez were both had a 99. So they were about league average um, last year as rookies and young rookies too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's uh, something good to look at then. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite stats. Um, I know everyone's not into analytics and whatnot, but, you know, for me, obviously, it was a very important aspect of my job, uh, at least for two of the three years. Um, it wasn't work on the amateur side of things. There's no, there's no WRC plus or yeah. uh, <laughs> anything like that. But for, for if you're looking at prospecting and, uh, you know, fantasy baseball, looking at cards or just, want to look at uh, major league players that's that's a good stat and you 100 is average so if you're tw- if your wrc plus is 125 that means you're 25 percent better than that year than the major league average player in that position cool cool all right so let's go into some mj melendez cards so his uh first auto looks like it was 2017 bowman chrome draft yeah i i, I didn't uh I think his first auto might be, is it uh, paper? No, no, it's chrome. There's a chrome auto? Okay. Yeah. It's colors, but I think I saw a base auto. But yeah, it's, it's definitely chrome. Yeah, that, I mean, for me, it's always Bowman. Um, but I know his, uh, there, was a, there was something with him with his, he had uh, paper autos. What do, you, what do you think about paper autos? Um, I know J-Rock's got some. Too. I mean, yeah. most of them are, are sticker autos, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of sticker of sticker autos. Like, I'd way rather have an image variation or an SP than a sticker auto. I mean, some people. I think I did a poll on my Twitter, and I think it was like fifty fifty. Like, do you mind sticker autos? Yes, no. I think it was like fifty fifty. You know, for me, it's one of those things where I never really noticed it when I first got into the hobby, and I even kind of liked it because it added a little little extra holographic element to it. And then the more people bagged it, the more I kind of like scrutinized it. And, yeah, <laughs> and I think it kind of got in my head. Um, yeah. But there, there, it depends for me. There, there are some cards I still like. I've got a R- Jose Ramirez uh, Tops Gallery card, uh, which is we, no more. Did you hear this? Yeah, yeah. They're getting rid of uh, Tops announced today that they're getting rid of like five of their products. Yeah. Product lines. One of them opening can, day, which I'm super bummed about because I love dugout peaks. I love the SP image variations. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a bummer opening day. Not not to get too far away from the Royals, but but what what is opening day like? I know dugout peaks, but I didn't realize how rare it was till I saw in the uh, SP chat uh, people talking about it. It's, it's kind of like, you know big league, right? Big league is a set that tops released and re- releases in retail. I believe they release it in the 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 hobby stores too and a few years ago they actually released a box and you get a toy that comes with the box and it was it's targeted towards kids big league right and that also has some variations in it too 
But I look at opening day kind of like the adult big league, like the lower end, lower quality um, uh, uh, set for tops. And there's just a lot of packs and the, the chances of getting the SPs are less. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of kids buy them, they throw them in boxes. So it's really hard to find some of those, uh, some of those SPs. And a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people just look down on the opening day because it's a, a cheaper product, right? So they buy them and toss them and put them in boxes and it's harder to find those SPs, but they're, they're awesome though. Like some of the Kershaw SPs like opening day, super sick. But the, the dugout peaks, are they pretty rare or they're just like a normal SP that insert. nobody knows about? They're an insert. They're an, SP, oh, okay. they're an SP insert. So they're, te- okay. they're technically not a base, like a base card. They're, they're an insert, but they're SPs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing I knew about, uh, that set was uh or opening day is uh if you ever had a damaged card and you send it in the tops and they couldn't replace it they'd send you a pack or two of opening day <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it that's opening day yeah. so they get rid of it i mean the sp collectors i guess are really really niche and they're making some big changes at tops they're making some big changes they got big plans to grow the hobby i think they mentioned like they want to 10x it um i don't know how long but that's their plan they think they can so more power they want they want to 10x the value or the amount the hobby dude they want it to grow 10 times yeah they want to grow the hobby so and that's why they're making these moves i mean it's kind of overdue that it it, you know it sounds counter uh, intuitive but to grow the product you need to shrink it which makes sense because it's so oversaturated yeah that you have all these pro- I mean, how many rookies did J Rod have this year? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. And there weren't even that many in like Bowman only has one. Mm-hmm. Tops Chrome is an SP. Tops Update has one, but there's none in Tops Series One either. So of the major flagships, there really aren't that many rookies. But when you add in all the different products, it's just a ton. Yeah, I know. So, only a few matter. Right. No, that's true. And um, and there were, uh, this probably bears looking at another day, but there were some pretty exciting um, new products that got dropped, like Logo Fractor is my favorite. Uh, I don't own any of this, so I can say this with no bias. Tots Cosmic. Yeah. That okay. just exploded, no pun intended. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, people were crazy over that. Yeah, they really did. And at first it was like, oh, these guys are just, they're, they're, printing another chrome product product it sucks but it ended up being really good really good product but i i know they're uh they've gotten rid of uh opening day um bowman chrome x which is bowman chrome but there's only a finite number of even the base cards but it's one card box so uh it's a pricey i don't think it's super yeah i don't think it's super in demand i'm not a fan of those one card Packed things like the clearly's. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Well, clearly they got rid of clearly too. Did they? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do. I do kind of like acetate cards, which oh, is literally it's a clear card. Dude. Yeah. I mean, and they're and tops like flagship. The acetates are like out of ten. Those are. I mean, those are big chases. There's actually a Mookie Betts rookie that's an acetate. Tops 2014. Damn. Yeah. Um, some other products they got rid of. Tops Fire, which I think is fine. It was a. Re- it was a retail product, uh, only at Target, and uh, Tops Cosmic was way better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a product that I like that is going away is um, Topps Gallery. You ever collect Topps Gallery when you were a Not kid? Me. I thought the the paintings are eh. the paint the yeah. players look kind of weird in those paintings. Like kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm but sorry. I and like, like the them. sketch cards. Don't they have like the those little pencil sketch cards too? As yeah, kind of. Yeah. And like they're just not. I don't know. I mean, they're good I, art. It's just I don't know. Yeah, I didn't love the. I didn't love the formatting for this year. Some of the base cards were cooler than the auto cards. I thought. I didn't think the parallels really popped. But for me, one of my favorite um, inserts, even when I was a kid, and they they have it uh, in, in Topps Gallery again, and I think it got shelved. Uh, over the years, I think Topps Gallery went away and then came back a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gallery of Heroes. You ever see these? No. They're uh, it, 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 this year. They're die cuts, um, and they were when I was a kid. And I used to collect like the it was that in two thousand. So I've got like a Vince Carter and the, all those oh, kind of right. guys. But um, it's it's a uh, stain. It's like a stained glass design, and it's got and it's. It's not quite acetate, but it's a different, like you can kind of see through it a little bit, but it looks just like stained glass and it's a die cut. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. I really, I got a, a buddy traded me a J-Rod and a Vlad. I think the J-Rod might be getting graded right now too. Actually, I have to check. Uh, I wrote it all down, but it's yeah. uh when it comes back, I'll be sure to share it. It's a, uh, it's a cool card and they're kind of SPs. They're, they're hard to get. Yeah, so let's go back to this uh, MJ Melendez guy because there's one one card I want to bring up. Talk, yeah, yeah. On the subject of sticker autos that I don't like. When I was researching his cards, I found one that's pretty awesome, dude. I'm not a fan of Holiday, Tops Holiday. I think it's just kind of gimmicky. Um, and I'm not a fan of sticker autos, but there's a 2022 Tops Holiday MJ Melendez rookie that's a landscape card, horizontal card. And it's a sticker auto, but it's sick, dude. It's a sick card. So, yeah, what do you think about Holiday? Landman? I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I, you know, in just in general aesthetics, but it's a lower price point. It's got SPs and it's kind of cool because the SPs are the same card, except like the J Rod's uh, arm sleeve is yeah. uh, candy canes or something <laughs> like that. Really yeah, so you got to really <laughs> either check the code or know what you're. I don't even, I'm assuming the code's different. It's got to be. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of fun looking. There's a, who is it? Is it Kershaw? Or there's some, but maybe I think it's Shohei. Um, Buddy the Elf. Will Ferrell from Elf is oh, in the background. Yeah, yeah. They also have a Elf on a Shelf. My kids wanted Elf on a Shelf this year. And Mookie <laughs> Betts has a card with Elf on a Shelf. Like, they're sitting on the bat. It's pretty funny, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. And it comes out when there's nothing else. And people are bored. They want to rip something. So, it's all it's all good. It's, uh, yeah, I'm just not... After the whole like Christmas hype is down with it, it's kind of like, uh, okay, another holiday set. <laughs> it's it's a fun product. It's not something I collect, but like I could see collecting it. And it has it's a cheaper box, so your uh, return on investment if you're strictly trying to you know buy the numbers, seeing what's a good thing to buy, it's actually pretty strong. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not nagging on the product. It's actually pretty funny, um, and it's cheap, so it's. It's not for me, but I get it, and you know, down the road, I may, I may kind of look into getting a J Rod just for fun, or at least the buddy one. Yeah, those autos are pretty rare in that set. Yeah, that. yeah. So the last card I'm going to go over for MJ Melendez is a 22 Tops Chrome rookie auto, and you know, top 22 Tops Chrome, they had some, I mean, off centering and like surface issues. 
So, um, all right, cool. So that's MJ Melendez. Now let's move, move on to the last uh, Royal that we're going to cover. Vinny Pasquantino. You got it. <laughs> Landman's big on him. So go for it, <laughs> this is the first time you pronounce his name right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> Been doing some practice. Yeah, I like it. Um, and this is the kind of guy that, that hobby and like fantasy and just fans like love. He's a big first baseman. And I mean, first baseman. Like this guy ain't playing anywhere else in the, in the field. But he can hit. He had, uh, he only played uh, 72 games, but he hit 10 home runs and he walked more than he struck out, which is a big, big plus for me. I love guys who have a good uh, walk to strikeout ratio. Uh, but yeah, great on base percentage and he hits. He hits and he hits for power. I mean, it's he's a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I think I think he only has two cards. And I think they're I don't think. I don't think he has a Bowman card at all. No, he doesn't. He has a Topps 2023 Rookie and Rookie Cup, which is interesting. His first, oh, really? card, his first card is a Rookie Rookie Cup. And he also has an insert, the 1988 design. Oh, I love like, this. Yeah, it looks like an, an auto as well. So, yeah, he literally has, like, two cards. I think he has, like, one random, like, Panini Extra, you know, like one of those college minor league cards. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Two cards. So he's kind of a sleeper. Yeah, he's he's going to be a fun one to chase in 2023. I think we talked about him briefly in our first uh, podcast that when we went over Series 1. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like his, his hobbies value is doing pretty strong yeah. for a non-top-tier guy. Yeah, so hopefully y'all listened and uh, bought some of his because it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. He's got a cool name, too. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's, it's big power. <laughs> it's big, big, big power. Cool. So uh, I guess that's the Royals. We covered three guys, and um, the other team we got on our list. Well, be- here. Go ahead. Before before we go on, there was one guy. So you know, the reason we're doing this right. is to kind of hype the teams before they go into the season, and maybe we'll see when the when the series ends. But also, we want to talk about because I'm a Bowman guy. Uh, prospects. So it's kind of lower pickings on these uh, first few teams we're doing because they're at the bottom. But the Royals have at least one guy that we need to talk about, and that's Gavin Cross. So he just had his first uh, Bowman card in 2022 draft. He was the ninth overall pick, big guy, 6'3", 210. Um, he's a not quite a top 50 prospect, but he is a top 100. I'd put him in the back half of the top 50 and maybe maybe toward the lower end, so maybe 50 to 75. Um, walks a lot. He's got some pretty good power. And he had a really good debut. Now, he was a college player, so he's a little advanced. Um, he's in, he was in the lowest level. He's what's called the complex league, which is where a lot of teenagers uh, and high schoolers um, and international guys getting their first taste of stateside go. And he just was three games there and just crushed it. So they moved him up to low A for uh, 26 games. So it was, it was his draft year, so he didn't have a ton of time. But he was very productive and just tools across the board. Um, it's either average or above average on everything. So he doesn't really have that one plus tool. Like, he's not the fastest guy, but he's got good speed. He's not going to hit huge power, but he will hit for decent power, I think. Um, the guy he reminds me of, and um, I know he had a down year last year, is Robert Hassel. Now, Hassel was a high school pick, um, but they kind of profile similar size, get crosses a little bit uh, bulkier, 
a um, little more muscle, um, and he's a college draft pick as opposed to high school. But both lefty bats, similar size, can play a solid outfield, probably corner, but center field in a pinch, and uh, very similar. So I know Hassel was a down year, and we'll talk about him, I'm sure, when we get to the Nationals. But he had an injury that kind of hampered him. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's what he reminds me. Maybe a little bit more power um, for Cross. But if you liked Hassel, I think you're going to like Gavin Cross. Cool, cool. So um, that's it for the Royals. Let's move on to our next team, the Astros, and we'll start off with Jeremy Pena. So Jeremy Pena was uh, an interesting guy to follow, I think, both last year and going forward. He was a good prospect, but he wasn't a great prospect. Um, Maybe snuck into some top 100s, but he profiled as good defensively, okay bat, Um, maybe maybe a little bit above average. But he had a good start to the year. His hobby value just shot up. And then he kind of kind of plateaued and was just okay. Um, and his overall numbers kind of settled into not very unsimilar to Wits, with a couple exceptions. Uh, he hit two more home runs, so he hit 22 home runs. And he stole 11 bases, whereas Wits stole 30. But the on-base percentage, we were talking about WRC+. Wits was 99 and 100 is average. Pena's was 102, so I don't want to get too bogged down in the numbers, but that will kind of give you a good idea that they were similar statistically in a lot of ways. The thing that concerns me with Jeremy Pena is he had a very low walk rate, very it was under 4%, and he was a pretty strong strikeout rate. So I know stri- strikeout rates are a little bit higher these days, um, so it's not anything I think to be concerned about, but the disparity in walking and striking out, it's it, it worries me. So you're saying he's overvalued? I think he might be a little overvalued. Uh, his market has come down, though. So, you know, it could be an okay time to get in. I have sold to all my autos of him at the right after they won the World Series and he won MVP. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of two Jeremy Pena's. There's regular season Jeremy Pena, and then there's postseason Jeremy Pena. Mm-hmm. And in the postseason, it was just 13 games. He hit a very strong slash line. So he his batting average was 345, slugging was 638. Um, he hit four home runs, but he walked and struck out at basically the same rate, actually a little bit worse walkout and a little bit uh, higher strikeout rate. So I think that's just kind of the player he is, where he'll get really hot, and then he might be like a bit streaky. So I think it was just he got hot at the right time. And I don't think postseason Jeremy Pena is the Jeremy Pena you'll get. Now, that's not to say he won't be a good player. I think he will be. But I think he might be more of a slightly above average um, shortstop going forward. But, you know, he's a little bit older for a rookie. He's 25 and a half almost right now. Um, so I think he's a nice player. But if you're thinking he's Wander, if you're a believer in Wander, I know some people are off of him. I'm a huge believer. Or, you know, he's on that Wit or Julio Rodriguez level. I don't think he's – I think you're going to get be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's go over his cards. So 2020 Bowman Chrome Prospects was his first auto. And I think – was he auto only? Um, I There are Jeremy Pena Chrome firsts. So I don't think he was auto only. I, you know, he was Bowman uh, 2020, not 2020 Chrome. So that that's why he was. 
Oh, right. So he he was in that class with Miguel Vargas and Bobby Witt, mm-hmm. um, Jason Dominguez, and Anthony Volpe. It was a very strong 2020 Bowmans. Those those sell for a ton. Those boxes because the top tier, like the top half dozen or so players. I think Jordan actually. We'll get to him. I think his rookie, now his rookies autos, I think are in 2020 Chrome, but. Uh, you might have get some rookies of him in in there, a uh, non-auto, but it's it's really strong. Mm. Um, after that, it's not so great. <laughs> but in yeah. the top tier, it's like I don't think any other product can really compare. Maybe 2019 Bowman Draft, but it's a little early for that. Yeah, so Jeremy Pena overall was a little bit light on like the rookie cards. They didn't really print a ton of variations of his stuff, so. He was a little bit of a sleeper coming up. I know he just popped up in the major leagues one day and was like, whoa, who's this Jeremy Pena guy, right? So, yeah, he's got a 22 Topps Chrome Update Rookie Auto, which is his his first, uh, I guess, flagship or Chrome Auto. But the thing about that one, it's a little bit strange. Is it's a it's a sticker auto, which is not a, a usual thing for that. So maybe I'm thinking, I'm not sure. Topps was a little bit surprised about him coming up, how to get autos on a sticker late and then stick them on there not sure but yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense because he was like i said earlier he wasn't really a highly touted prospect now the astros believed him in him and they let correa walk because they knew they had him ready to go but i don't think anyone expected him to be world series mvp jeremy pena and i think that's what kind of caught both the hobby and then even tops like you said off guard and that's why you don't see a lot of rookies for him in 2022. And then the ones where you do and he does have an auto, that makes sense that they would have had to ship off some uh, labels for him to sign because the cards were already ready to go. Yep, totally. And then the last one I'm going to cover is the 2022 Tops Update SP. And he's juggling in the image, which is pretty oh, cool. Yeah. That was I like cool. it. When, that, when that 2022 Tops Update dropped, that was like the, the chase card, almost uh, like top three chase cards in that set. And uh, it's a pretty cool card. Um, he has no SSPs. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for him as far as, like, major cards go, major rookie cards. I, th- I think that, actually, that uh, SP with him juggling, I think that sells pretty comparably to the wit. It's from uh, Yeah. Not not the Mohawk one, but the Series 2 mm. SP. Oh, where he's batting, like. Yeah, it's kind of the we were talking about on the last, but it's like um, it's almost like a continuation of swing for each SP, and then that's the one where he's kind of all the way through, but not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. Yeah, that's. I, I just bought another one of those today, Bobby. Yeah, I know. I need to get one of those from you. Yeah, I got two now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, dude. Wrapping up, Jeremy Pena. Let's go on to the next Astro. One of your favorites, Kyle Tucker. <laughs> Kyle Tucker is a big favorite of mine. Um, Fifth overall pick in 2015. So if he's about six or seven months older than Jeremy Pena. And he's been in the league, he's been in the league a couple of years. It was a little slow start for him, but he's hit 30 home runs exactly each of the last two years. Uh stole 25 bases last year. Now in 2021, I mean he was he might have gotten some MVP votes. And if he didn't, he should have gotten some low value MVP votes because he was incredible. Uh he was just he was awesome. Now his stolen bases are up, were up last year, but his numbers were a little bit down. Um, his average, his on-base um, slugging were all down. Um, they were still fine, but they weren't to the level they were in 2021. Um, some of his analytics were also down, which kind of might explain some of that. 
But the big thing for Kyle Tucker, and the reason I'm really excited for him this year, he will be one of the biggest beneficiaries of getting rid of the shift. He lost a lot of hits because of the shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he gets some hobby love, but not as much as I think he deserves. He's he's such a good hitter. He's got a crazy good swing. He He's not as flashy as other guys, so I think it hurts him a little bit in the hobby. Yeah, he's he's got great tools. He's like I said, he's got power. He's got speed. He gets on base. Played great defense um, in right field. Has a good arm. Uh, he, you know what I like that I wonder if the, he will the hobby will like no batting gloves. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of guys do that, but um, but he, you're right. He doesn't get the hobby love that he should, and that I think we can get into a little bit on the next guy, or maybe even tie into it. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan also. Yeah. Now, is this kind of the fallout from the trash can stuff? And people just don't want to root for or PC or for whatever reason pick up cards of Houston guys? A little bit. I mean, a majority of the people were not Houston fans. I know the Houston fans are all about they don't they're just like, yeah, we won it. 2017, I've seen it all over online. Like because I'm a Dodger fan, so they were giving it to us. We were complaining. Well, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't like, I was like, you know, it is what it is. It's done kind of thing. But a lot of Dodger fans are really buttered about that. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And, I, and one of my good buddies from law school is a diehard Astros fan. And I asked him a couple of years ago what he thought about that and the, <laughs> and the asterisk. And he's like, he couldn't care less. He doubled down on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Astros fans are, are they're a special breed, man. You got to give it to them. No, <laughs> no, not not hating them, man. They support their team. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm a big. I've always been a big Kyle Tucker fan. Uh, before I started working in baseball, you know, my team was the Rangers because uh, that's where I grew up. But and I wanted us to pick him, and when we didn't, so I still followed his career, and uh, I, I think he could be a dark horse MVP candidate this year. I really do. Yeah, so let me cover some of his major uh, rookie cards here. Oh, I want to hear this. His two thousand, his first auto was in two thousand fifteen Bowman Chrome Draft. So that was mm-hmm. a, that was a ways ago, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. And um, let's see the. For me, his iconic flagship rookie card is a two thousand nineteen Tops sitting in dugout SP, where he's looking over okay. the camera, and it's a landscape. It's a horizontal card. Yeah. Look that one up. That's a that's pretty pretty iconic card for him. And then he's got a 2019 Topps Chrome rookie auto. And that's about that's about all the cards I found for him that I found that stuck out to me. But I know he's got some other like really cool parallels. He has a sapphire. He has a I believe it's 2019 sapphire auto. That's a different image. And yep. that's, that's a sick card. I just had one of those jam up. I should have. Uh, I didn't know you were going to bring that one up. I would have put it on the. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice one, dude. It's the sapphire, super cool. The uh, the, the orange sapphire yeah, is really it. nice. That's the one I saw. That's sick. I, dude. I got an orange wave, which I thought was pretty. I'm not a big wave guy. I mean, they're they're okay, but Topps Chrome Wave are just they hit different. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a couple questions for you. Where do you? Because, because you know, I'm a big Kyle Tucker collector too. Um, I mostly do prospects, but when I first got into it, I did. Uh, he was the only MLB guy. Well, the only, only MLB hitter I was collecting. Him and Dustin May was my pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the 2015 Bowman Chrome first auto, 
And then you also have his rookie auto in Bowman in uh, 2019, which doesn't get a lot of love. Now, yeah. are you? what do you think of Bowman Chrome rookies? I feel – it just feels strange to me. It's like Bowman is supposed – for me, it's supposed to be like first Bowman autos, right, of kids. Like kids out of college or kids out of high school or like young minor league guys. And then Bowman – and then Bowman Chrome has a – they throw a rookie logo on. Like they're like their last card, right? And it's it just seems a little a little strange to me. I, I could see why people don't give it a lot of love because it's – it's they. I think they're released around the same time that their flagship rookies are released, right? Uh, it, it might be. It depends which Bowman product uh, and which top product, obviously, you get dropped in. But I think these would have been around the same time. Yeah, so I think that's a major reason. I mean, people just wait for those flagships and those parallel flagship parallels, and then they just go they go big on those. So I think the attention goes more to that than the Bowman rookies. Yeah, the the twenty fifteen. It's a little bit older look so i don't really love it and the parallels are more they're rare to see them one in good and condi- good condition and two really all um and it's just like not as clean it doesn't really pop so i picked up uh this is actually something that we should talk about really real brief i picked up uh a rookie a true blue rookie of his psa 10 with an eight auto <laughs> and this right here is why you do not grade the auto I got this PSA 10 for less than it went raw. Now, maybe it was just a good eBay snipe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm super happy to pick it up. What was wrong with the auto? I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it wasn't really in the box. He doesn't have a really clean signature. Um, so I think it kind of went outside where he was supposed to sign. Maybe I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was an eight, and that thing went cheap. Yeah, it's rare to see autos that are less than 10 for me. I never really see that. But, yeah, if they're off, if it's a sticker especially and it's, like, off the sticker, yeah, they'll knock that for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, what, is yeah. the point, what is the point of grading an, of an, grading an auto? There's – the thing that I, I think is why is you see um, these autos pop up where it's 10-10, oh. and then they'll say pop one because it is a pop one because – <laughs> nobody really grades the auto so they do yeah. go for a little bit more but it's not i mean you pay more to get the auto graded and if it gets anything less than a 10 that card drops yeah now i don't think it drops too much with a nine but it, <laughs> with an eight it clearly drops a lot it drops a little i got a mookie bets first auto bowman for like 100 or 150 less than it was worth and it had a nine graded auto it was a PSA, graded 10, or no, graded 9, and then the auto was graded 10, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know the whole point of grading autos. It's a little bit strange to me. But I, I think, think it's just you get that. It, does Beckett do it automatically? Uh, I don't know. I haven't graded anything. With, I just started grading uh, in October. So this is my fourth sub. I'm, no, my, this was my third sub. And then I, <laughs> I might have two more going. Yeah. One, one any day now. Nice, dude. All right, so let's move on. Let's yeah, let's get into Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. So we were talking about age, right? Jordan is three months older than Jeremy Pena, and he's about uh, five months younger. Sorry, he's three months older than Pena, five months younger than Tucker. So he kind of slots. They're all twenty five, twenty six. Uh, Tucker's twenty six in one month. So they're they're young guys. They're going to build around this team with these three guys. So, I mean, we were talking about Pena earlier. He's still going to be a major fixture of that team for a long time. 
But Jordan, I like Kyle Tucker. Jordan is on another level. I mean, yeah. the year he had last year, it doesn't make sense. Well, um, you'll get into his hobby talk. It doesn't make sense to me, his prices. Kyle Tucker, trash can, Houston bias, maybe. But Jordan should be one of the most marketable players in MLB. Yeah. Now, he's an outfielder in name really only. He's, he's, he's got a little bit better, but he's it's, it's the bat. He ideally would be a DH. He's a left fielder, minimal defensive value, if any. I think he might be more of a little bit of a liability, but he is one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball already. He hit 37 home runs. His on-base percentage was over 400. His slugging was 613. And we were talking about WRC+, plus. remember? Yeah. 100 was average. He was 185 Damn. WRC+. plus. That means he was 85% better than the average Major League. <laughs> The uh, the only one in all of baseball who had a better WRC plus last year was Aaron Judge. Like that. I mean, wow. he if if people were talking about Judge or Otani, rightfully so. But Jordan Alvarez had what in most years would be a slam dunk MVP year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think didn't he have like two knee surgeries? He's had some knee troubles. Uh, I think he might the back might have been an issue at one point, but it's it's the bulky knees that people are concerned about, but. Yeah. It's when you're, I mean, are we looking for somebody who's going to be one of the best hitters in baseball or are we looking for somebody who we want to have a 15 year career, which he still could have, mm -hmm. but I don't think we need to really worry about longevity when someone is this good and that consistently good. Yeah. It might be a, co a combination of the Astros is having, getting a bad rap and the knees and him being a big guy. You know, I think it scares a few people away. But, yeah, those numbers are, are sick, dude. Yeah, I mean, he was – I mean, he's 25. Like, he last year he was 25 years old, and he was doing what he did. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable. And he, he is a bigger guy. He's 6'5", 225. Um, he's huge. Yeah, he's a big guy. But uh, he played, I think, 135 games last year. He played 144 the year before. and. He had some injuries in 2020, but there was also that was COVID. So, really, these are the first two full years he played. He was called up in 2019, played 87 games, hit 27 home runs. Uh, it it was almost as good as soon as he was in the major leagues. He was as good as he is now. Really, might have even been better than when you prorate the games. Mm -hmm. um, but all he's done is hit and just. It with a capital H. <laughs> yeah, so let me go over some of his uh, his cards here. So his first his first Bowman looks like it was 2018 Bowman Chrome Prospects, and he was an auto only in that set. Yeah, and, and then uh, 2020 Tops Chrome Auto. I believe that was Series One Tops Chrome, and uh, he's got a couple SPs that are that are pretty iconic in my opinion. It's 2020 Tops Walking with Bat SP. And uh, the other one is the close-up, the Tops uh, 2020 close-up SSP, where he's like looking over from the dugout. Oh, yeah. That one's tough, dude. That one's tough to find. People people really like that card, and it's it rarely goes up for sale. How have you, uh, how is his market do, like, price-wise? 
the S the SPs and SSPs they they're sought after because the pictures are so iconic. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the Bowman and the Topps Chrome, I'm not too sure. I know Bowman when it first dropped the 2018 Bowman Chrome Auto was was big. Like it was expensive from the beginning. It, his prices, I feel like, have gone down from what I've heard. I, I don't collect them. I could only collect one Astro at a time. I went with Tucker. Uh, also, Tucker's not cheap, but he's more affordable. Um, but those, his Bowman Chrome first do pretty well. Yeah. No, they're, it's a big card for sure. Yeah. You don't see them around a ton, but when you do, it's, it's, it's four figures, isn't it? Um, I don't believe Maybe it. if it's got to be graded. Yeah. Maybe if it's a 10. Yeah, yeah, the base maybe five six hundred. I'm not sure. I haven't looked in a while, but yeah, it's it's up there. I mean, it's a pretty nice card. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so, but it's not to the level of a Soto or an Acuna or a no. well, Trout's different animal. Uh, not even Tatis close. even. Dude, Acuna is like to the moon still. His cards are his cards are pretty high. I mean, they've come down considerably. Yeah, but they're still high. I'm they're for sure higher than Jordan. Yeah. And I mean, he should look. I I love Vlad, obviously. Like I I'm big on the Blue Jays guys, but I mean, you look at the seasons they had last year. I mean, Horton was better than them all. Yeah, like way better. Yeah, so it's there's a lot of value there, but you know, the hobby's got to respond positively to Houston. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, question is, is he a buy or? I mean, it's definitely a hold, in my opinion, but I'm not, like you said, the, the bad rep, the, the knees, the injuries, the, him being a big guy. Some people, lose, you know, they're scared for, scared of big guys. Maybe there's been a history sure. of big guys getting injured or having short careers. So, But then you got Frank Thomas, who had like a insane, insane Hall of Fame career, and he was huge. So Yeah. Yeah. I think the knees are maybe a little bit overblown because he really hasn't missed a lot of time outside of 2020. Um, he was very durable the last two years. So I, th- and you know, the, the thing that really interests me too is Pena when he was good, was really good. So there might be this shift away from slamming Houston because Pena and Tucker and Jordan, they're not the core guys that were part of that scandal. Yeah. I mean, they broke that team apart. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, their reputation is just going to get better. I don't think it's going to stick around. I think it'll just get better. People will forget, you know, time. After some time, they'll forget. Yeah. I mean, Pena maybe has a little bit less association because he was a rookie this year. But his his market went crazy. Yeah. I mean, first during that first month, but then, I mean, the playoffs. Yeah, that dude is buff. Have you seen pictures of him? Pena? Short sleeves, too. He's jacked. Yeah. 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 So that's the Astros for you. Not my favorite team, but. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we don't really, there's not a lot really to get into on the minor side of things with them. It's, um, they lost a lot of draft picks. They made a lot of trades. Um, they lost some picks with the scandal, too. Um, so it's a little bit of a barren ish farm system. Um, they've obviously graduated Pena. Um, Hunter Brown, we talked about in series one. He doesn't have a Bowman card, um, so it'll be interesting to see what his Series 1 does. Um, he's, I think, will be a really fun pitcher. So as far as prospects go, their first rounder last year, uh, Drew Gilbert, out of the University of Tennessee, center fielder. Um, he only played 10 games. 
not really a lot to, to grab from that. Um, he's a little bit older because he's a college guy, 22 and a half uh, years old right now. He's going to be hit over power. Um, good speed, good center field defense, um, but not a lot of power, I don't think. And he's 5'9", 185, so a small guy. So I don't think that power is going to develop. So if you're looking for a guy to kind of keep your eye on for the Astros, it would be him. Um, Price-wise, I think he's he's not expensive, but he's not like you're not picking him up for nothing. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say that's one guy maybe to keep an eye on this year if you want to prospect watch um, the Astros. He'd be he'd be the top of my list because I think Hunter Brown is going to make the rotation. Cool, cool. So, um, yeah, I think that this wraps it up for episode three. Unless there's anything else you want to cover, Landman. Now we got uh, we got a lot covered in there, and then I think we're going to have a lot more to discuss in the future. We'll uh, cover two more teams, and then uh, talk about some new products. There's a lot of new products coming out, aren't there? Yeah, there's a this month. I think there's six major baseball products uh, coming out ahead of the season. So we'll cover some of those next episode. We'll cover two more teams, and we're going to keep to this format for a while. So we'll go over some general baseball news. Um, some releases, some products, some cool stuff that's out there, and some teams. Some we'll go over some stars and their major rookie cards, and uh, a couple of prospect sleepers. So yeah, we're gonna stick to that for a while, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And thanks a lot for listening. Until next time. All right. See ya.